you found the J-Spot. Join us every Thursday for a candid look at issues affecting women. Everyone is welcome. We are an all-inclusive podcast with open minds and hearts. If you've got an opinion, we want to hear it. From work life to sex to sexual preference to lifestyle, we will leave no stone unturned as we educate ourselves and others. J-Spot, it's been a pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) Hello and welcome to episode 8 of the J-Spot podcast. I'm Jess. And I'm Jade. And we are here with a really good episode for you today. We were joined by Kira to talk about her story to do with cerebral cancer and the importance of going for your smear tests. Mm-hmm. It was really good, wasn't it, Jade? Yeah, it was. Um, it's pretty hard hitting, but yeah. if you are a woman or a person with female anatomy, um, it's super important to listen to because I think we take a lot of things for granted and we don't realise the things that we need to do to keep ourselves safe really so yeah it's not our it's not our like funniest episode in the world but it's definitely super important so I wouldn't say it's too hard hitting though because of her attitude like she's so amazing yeah Yeah, she's just so lush so I can't wait for you guys to hear it yeah it's a very like inspirational one isn't it it's very girl power yeah I was literally gonna say that great minds um so before we are joined by Kira I have got a little article for you today Jade (laughs) Oh, I'm so rubbish at whistling. I tried to wolf whistle you. It's all right. I knew what you were trying to do, but it didn't okay. work. That's my shitty well, attempt at a whistle. It's all right. I'll let you off. But um, this has actually had me in hysterics. I was really laughing. I really hope okay. you haven't seen it because I'm just laughing at the thought of it now. Mum inundated with Chewbacca raw calls after bitter ex posts her phone number. <laughs> oh, no. So basically... <laughs> Unfortunately for the woman targeted by her ex-boyfriend's Chewbacca revenge prank, quite a few Australians fancied themselves to be an excellent Wookiee impersonators. So basically, they, they split up, um, and he put, he put uh, like adverts up on like, like posts just like around, saying for whoever does the best uh, Chewbacca impression gets $100, and put her number like on the poster oh my god her name's jessica how funny um basically it says she has had to call the police i think but what do you say to the police (laughs) ma'am i keep getting chewbacca calls i've got a couple of the impressions here for you in a second i'll just play it um but it says jessica has been inundated with voicemails from strangers making wookie roars for two weeks after they broke up (laughs) It seems it's backfired because she's found it quite funny. But um, I'm just going to try and get some of the the noises up for you because I was really laughing. Wait two seconds. This is great radio. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I'm going to wind on. Here we go. The calls have been waking her and her three young children up at odd hours in the evening and they're yet to stop. I actually can't. What like, were they saying? One of them just no. It's just making wookie noises. Do you? Know I thought he said no, no, no. But I thought he said something. Yeah, he just went. I want my hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs> so can uh, you can you do a Chewbacca noise? You're asking me. Yeah, I'm asking you. I mean, I've only seen the first Star Wars, and I mean like the OG original Star Wars. You didn't think you were going to come and read this article and 
we'd not have to do our impressions of Chewbacca, right? As long as you do it too, because I don't want like a knob. I've, I don't know what it sounds like. Doesn't he go... <laughs> oh, <laughs> like that sounded like it's going to be quite good. <laughs> That's I'm, a pigeon. I'm going to get you more with like that. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what that was. <laughs> I can't do it. I just can't. Oh I'm, it's not my area of expertise. <laughs> that was a pretty shit attempt from both of us, I think. But then neither of us really watched Star Wars. He's Send us your Chewbacca impression. Hundred percent, hundred percent. That was what I was going to say. We will give no dollars to the best Chewbacca impression. But, but yeah, I'm trying to think of something we can. We do. will share it on our Instagram somehow. Oh, oh, some right. way doesn't he has a really deep voice though i think which is why we probably can't do it i like just a... that just sounds like a burp <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i think we should stop now before it gets too late before we incriminate ourselves too much we might win though i very much doubt it i very much doubt it as well but yeah that was that was my story for the week what, what did she do to deserve um this I just think her ex is a bell end, but also a genius. <laughs> bell end and a genius. The That's two. fair. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we hope you enjoyed that story for the week. So we're going to be joined by Kira just after this short advert that we've got for Jade's newest endeavour. So hopefully you will join us in a bit. Have you got an unruly pup? Have you got a lovely dog who's super friendly but needs some help with their confidence? Have you just started training and need some basic tips? You can find all of this training and more at About Your Dog Dog Training in Hampshire. Please see www.aboutyourdog.info or visit About Your Dog on Instagram and Facebook. About Your Dog, your ethical and educational canine care service. So this week we are joined by my friend Kira. Hi Kira, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. She's like, we've already done this once before, but we had some technical difficulties. So <laughs> we'll pretend it's the first time we've done it. <laughs> so Kira is here this week to talk about her um, experience with cervical cancer and the uh, importance of smear tests, basically, as women and people with you know, female anatomy, we need to take smear tests very seriously. So to start with, Kira, we just kind of wanted to talk about smear tests. Jess is 23. Well done. <laughs> yeah. Best friend points. And is not technically old enough to have a smear test, which, you know, how do you feel yeah. about that? I did, um, I did actually ask for one and they said no. They were like, your body's still changing. So they said no. But I mean... I'm not sure how much I entirely agree with that. I think yeah. if you want one, you should be able to get one. But um, yeah, I've, I've got no idea. I've never had one and I'm not old enough to, to be asked to come in for one yet. So, so this it's, is a, it's 25, isn't it? It's yeah. 25. So this is a completely grey area for me. I've got no idea about it. So yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's 25 and I was diagnosed with cancer at 30 and I'd only had three it was my third one so it's mm. quite I think it's quite worrying that it's only 25 personally yeah so yeah 
but yeah. So I had my first one, um, I think it, I think I had mine at 24 and I was like right on the cusp of 25 and I basically just didn't really tell them that they'd got the date wrong and I was like, I'm just going to go anyway. So I think, I think they, I, I think they invite you like six months before your 25th oh, birthday. Do they? Yeah. 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 So am I correct in thinking that the purpose of a smear test is to basically detect any abnormalities in your cervix? Yeah. So I think, again, I, I'm not a doctor, but they, it checks the um, changes of your cells. So I think okay. like it compares the, the, the changes to the, the smear test it did the three years prior. So obviously oh, I had changes okay. from my smear test three years before I had my smear. So, and I know that they said to me when I went there um, that it also can detect like if you have a certain quality that predicts that you'd be more vulnerable in the future or something like that. Is that correct? Uh, possibly. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, don't know. Yeah, I, don't I mean, know. We're, not, we're not scientists. But anyway, so no, no. for those who haven't had one, we're going to go um, with the nitty gritty of what happens because I know that... Um, I think it weirdly it was about the time you got diagnosed there was a really big push for um smear tests because people were not going yeah I think there was um, scared to go yeah Yeah. I think there was a story that came out actually in the media that were she was really young and I think she was under 25 and had it so I think that's why it was in the media a lot because she was really pushing for it to be for the age to be lowered and for you know for it to be accessible for younger ages because she was so young I seem to remember a story Mm. um so yeah it would be interesting to know that the science behind it obviously like we can speculate but we don't know any sort of data about why they choose to make it 25 but it would be interesting to know the thought process behind that because I mean I know that obviously kids can get cancer from pretty much get-go can't they but anyway so I went for my first smear test a couple of years ago and I have already had a few like internal examinations um so I wasn't too worried I felt like the nurse was more like obviously she's not nervous they see fannies all the time but like she was more aware of my nervousness than I actually felt nervous Mm, does that make sense so she was really like are you okay like this isn't going to take very long blah 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 and I was like oh I've had like something basically the length of a human arm up my vagina in a hospital so I was like I'm good like we're fine (laughs) but yeah so basically they get a speculum which is like a force like a forcep thing open you up and they basically just put it in do a little swab you can you can't even really feel it can you no no not at all it's 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 seconds it really is and then they Take it take that straight out and like they lubricate it and everything and they wear gloves and it's like there's like no pain at all and it's over so quickly but it's got to be more about the stigma of going isn't it and like having your fanny out in front of a doctor yeah I don't think I think sometimes what that's what it is is people are scared to take their pants off in front of a doctor because yeah. it, it doesn't hurt and actually I'd have a smear test over a blood test and people have yeah blood tests so all would the time. I yeah I am um, also had like a I, I I'm a massive hypochondriac as well so it's important to say that's why I've had all of these examinations because I always find something wrong with me but um I thought I found a lump in my boob um at some point last year so I went for an examination on that and I tell you what I would choose the smear test and the internal examinations over someone feeling my boobs any day yeah. I thought that was hideous 
It was awful. <laughs> not not because she wasn't amazing, but like I felt that was more invasive than like a ten second smear test. Yeah, I think you, you have a smear test and you just look away. You look away, close yeah, your yeah, eyes, yeah. and then it's done. Like yeah. you don't need to look at the nurse doing it. Oh, I never yeah. did. Do you know what I mean? You just hum to yourself, look away, and then oh, it's done. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's really not no biggie. Well, I, I think I've um I haven't had a smear test, but I have had a someone down there at the at the doctors to like check things out because I'm also a little bit of a worrier. So um, if I think something's not right, I'll get it checked out. And um, you just got to relax, isn't it? Because I think I'm, is there different size speculums that they put in? I think it just it like it just it, you can change the yeah opening. how they open it up. Yeah, because I think yeah. I, I think I think mine was only opened up ever so slightly, um, which again it feels a bit uncomfortable. But you just got to relax, haven't you? I think that's yeah. something yeah. I really remember and like took from it. But apart from that, I'm really chilled. Like I'll get my fanny out. I don't really care. Like so for me, it wasn't. There really we go, a boys. She'll get her fanny out. She doesn't really <laughs> <Yeah>. care. <laughs> um, but you know, for me, it's I would rather do that than worry. Yeah, I mean to be fair, if you if you get cervical cancer, your fanny's always out. So yeah, exactly. just have it just have it once every just three the years. No one is good. <laughs> yeah. So um amazing. I mean, if anyone's got any questions, feel free to message me. I'm like quite open about it because I know that a lot of people still feel very embarrassed about going, but it's over so quickly, it doesn't hurt, and the nurses are so aware of how worried everyone feels. They're absolutely amazing. But like you say, better to have your five minutes of, you know, discomfort in a smear test than than go through what you went through, Kira. Yeah. I also think just quickly, I just want to add, like, I think also a lot of people that worried may not necessarily have had children or anything. Because after speaking to my sister and sister-in-law who've, you know, had children and stuff, like, you know, people are always down there, like, checking stuff out and doing stuff. So I think, I think if, if you've had children, you're a bit more chilled with that sort of thing because it's yeah definitely very routine like you know it's gonna be to do with your vagina so it's gonna have to get checked out so I think I reckon a lot of obviously I'm making an assumption but I see most people that do worry about it haven't had anything to do with that before yeah no I agree yeah so um we are mostly here today to talk about cervical cancer obviously the point of this basically is so that through Kira's story we can raise a bit of awareness and just make people feel a bit more confident about um going for smear tests and sort of asking questions and just taking care of sort of that part of their body because I know that we're taught to sort of like check our boobs and we're taught for like what skin cancer looks like and we're taught about how to look after our skin and stuff like that but like nobody says oh this is how we check for cervical cancer you know so obviously we do the smear test but there's important other ways that we have to raise awareness um so according to the cancer research website one in 142 uk females would be diagnosed with cervical cancer in their lifetime yeah. that actually surprises me I, that's a higher number than i thought yeah. mm. i thought i don't know about you kira like what's your understanding is cervical cancer quite rare or were they like it's quite common um I I didn't think I don't think it's as common as sort of breast cancer, mm. um, but yeah I don't. I mean to be fair, when I was diag- like when I went through the whole process before I was diagnosed, I wasn't concerned. Yeah. You know, when I when I sat there and was diagnosed, I didn't even it hadn't even entered my 
my brain that I could be diagnosed with cervical cancer yeah, so it yeah. wasn't something that was talked about um I literally was unaware that I, I had it like it mm. was the doctor that told me and I didn't even sit in the chair thinking I could have it yeah um and I guess it's I mean I don't you know other than me I don't know anyone that's had cervical cancer so, so would you mind um just basically telling us your story sort of in as much or as little detail as you want um yeah how you got diagnosed and what happened and, and all of that stuff Okay, yeah, so I had my uh, third smear test in December um, and my second, which would have been three years before, that was absolutely fine, no abnormalities at all. Um, so I had my smear test in the, in the December, um, then received a letter in the January inviting me to the hospital to have, um, they like laser the cells off, I don't know what it's called, um, and then they send it off to the lab. And that's quite common, and I know people that's had that before, so I wasn't worried, I was like, okay, that's fine, so... Two weeks after that, um, the hospital rang me and said, oh, we need you to come in. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's not, that's not a problem. Thinking they need to burn off some more cells. I was so oblivious to it all. So um, anyway, I went to go along and my mum said to me, do you want me to come with you? And I was like, no, you're not going to come with me while my fanny's out. Like, I don't need to come with <laughs> I've done it once. I don't need to do it again. Anyway, she did come with me. She obviously had an inkling that something wasn't right. Yeah. Um, Mother's and, instinct. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And um, anyway, so I remember sitting there in the waiting room and the lady called me in and I sat there and um, she said, do you have anyone with you? And I was like, I need anyone to hold my hand, like why I have my fanny out. So um, anyway, she said, I said, oh yeah, my mum sat in the waiting room. She went, I think, I think you need her. You want me to go oh. get her? And I was like, yeah, okay. Again, complete, didn't even think. I, I was like, yeah, okay, if mum wants to come in, that's fine. So she got my mum. I sat there and she just said, um, I'm really sorry, Kira, but it's not good news. And again, I'm thinking, well, what's not good news? Yeah. <laughs> and she said, um, you've got cervical cancer. And I, I can't really remember what happened after that because you kind of go really numb. And I yeah. could see her mouth talking. I could see my mum crying. And I was thinking in my head, in my head, I was thinking, because me and my kids' um, dad aren't together. Um, and I remember thinking, I am too young. I was 31. I was 30, nearly 31. I was thinking, I'm too young to leave three kids with their dad. Um, and, uh, but that's all I kept thinking is, right, right, I can't die. I can't die. And that's all I kept thinking in my head. And I kind of started to come round in such, like, I stopped being numb when um, she was talking about hysterectomy um, and chemotherapy and radiotherapy. Um, but, I, I mean, I'm not very good at stages. and I, I can't tell you what's hard. I, I, knew, I know it was quite advanced. I got that bit, and I know that bit. Um, but at this point, they didn't know whether it um, spread to the rest of my organs um, because it's quite hard. I think where, it, where cerebral cancer is, there's more risk of it spreading. Right. So um, she couldn't sort of tell me at that time whether I was going to be okay or not. Um, I had to go for scans to see if it spread. So I sort of came out of the waiting room thinking, right, well, I've just had this diagnosis and actually I don't know if I'm going to survive it. Um, it was all, it's all a bit of a blur, really, because like I said, I didn't go in there thinking I was going to get diagnosed. I, didn't, it, I just didn't I don't know what I thought I was going there for. Like I said, I thought I was going to have some more sales burnt off. Yeah. Um, so as he came home, um, I remember picking the kids up from school, um, obviously to tell the three children. Um, but I was very much the whole time through the whole of my diagnosis, very positive, because I think because of the kids, because they're four, nine and 11. Well, at the time, they would have been three, you know, eight and... Um, 10 um, but I remember thinking I can't be scared I was scared but I can't be scared because I, I don't want them to be scared 
Yeah. Um, so the whole time I was quite like relaxed about it. I mean, deep down, obviously I was crying, um, especially at this time, we didn't know if it had spread, um, whether I was going to survive. It was all up in the air. Um, so um, I had lots of scans, CT scans, MRI scans, PET scans um, in, like, in about six weeks um, between being diagnosed and my operation. And um, they were able to see that it hadn't spread to my organs, but it had gone to my lymph nodes. Okay. So um, it was agreed that I was going to have a hysterectomy and um, a radical lymph node removal which I had on the 26th of um, March. And then, so I had that and that, that, that went really well. Um, and it, it was confirmed that it was all in my lymph nodes. So they took all that out. Um, and I saw my consultant like two weeks after. So my, my operation should have been like three hours, um, but it ended up being about seven because it took him three hours just to get this one lymph node out because it oh. got so big and like it was really infected with, mm. with the cancer. And I think, again, I'm not, a doctor but I'm sure my consultant said my 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 lymph node had more cancer in it than my actual tumor like it was bigger yeah which he'd never seen before um so I'm, and, I, and I'm very and I know I'm fully aware that I'm very lucky to be here at, today like I take every life I'm just oh I'm just so lucky and the NHS are amazing but but he said if, if left if I hadn't had my smear test if I had my smear test six months later I wouldn't be here and that's without a doubt like I wouldn't be here like they wouldn't yeah. have able to um to cure me um and then anyway I, after my operation I had um chemotherapy and radiotherapy yeah and I'm and I'm here now without a womb and uh and in the menopause which isn't so bad and um yeah there is wow that's amazing <laughs> see from what you portrayed on social media Kira I, I would never have known that it was that bad yeah because from somebody who saw you on Facebook and stuff, it kind of looked like you were in control the whole time. Yeah. You were very like, yep, yeah, no, this is cool. We got this. Yeah. It's going to be fine. But we're going to talk about that a bit later anyway. Sort of your decision to go with that sort of outlook on things. Yeah. I've already got so many questions though from that whole story though, to be honest. Like, go for it. I mean, go for it, yeah. I mean, so you obviously, when I think of chemotherapy, I think of like, losing your hair and everything did you lose your hair no so I mean I again I was unaware of all this but there's lots of different types of chemotherapy okay um and the type that I had um I didn't lose my hair which wasn't yeah. a problem like that that no. I didn't have a problem losing my hair I mean in my head I needed to be here for my kids yeah I would have done I would have done anything yeah um to do that um but yeah no I didn't I did I was very sick I was very yeah, sick. I was gonna say um, it seems really it's like a really hard thing to go through it's yeah and I think it's hard. I mean, it's harder, you know, no matter what your situation is. But when you're a single mum with three children, it's, it's very, very hard. Do you think um, that's, and to try and keep smiling. Do you think that, do you think chemotherapy is the, the hardest part of it all? Because your body, cancer. just like, the yeah, the whole thing. Because obviously your body's being put through so much. Um, yeah, possibly. I mean, I had obviously, when I had chemotherapy and radiotherapy and I was still healing. So yeah. they're blasting radiotherapy to my pelvis. And I still had quite a sore scar yeah. and that. So, yeah, I mean, looking back, yeah, it was horrendous. But at the time, I just needed to do it to just power on and, and get rid of it. Yeah. Whereabouts is your scar? Uh, it's like on my bikini line, like a C-section scar. Like a C-section. I was going to say, is it like a C-section? Yeah. Because my, my sister had, has had two C-sections and she really struggled afterwards. She found the recovery of the scar and the pain really difficult. Yeah, I can like, imagine. I can yeah. imagine. Yeah. So, um... 
Uh, were you awake for the surgery, Kira? No, no. I was very much asleep. Yeah. And um, I had it in my head that it was keyhole surgery, is it not? Is it? Okay, so I, if I didn't have it in my lymph nodes, it could have been it, sh it would have been keyhole. But because I had so much cancer in my lymph nodes, um, they had to do do a cut. Otherwise, it would if it was if it wasn't for my lymph nodes, they would have just done keyhole, and I would have had it that way. But it couldn't. So um, the other thing I was going to ask you is obviously you had your smear test, but was there any other indication that you had? No, no, no. Now. <laughs> Now that I, I've seen the symptoms afterwards, I, I did have them, but, but I put it down to other things. So I think there's the four early symptoms are something like um, it's abnormal bleeding. Um, it's pain in your lower back, um, vaginal discharge and then comfort during sex. Um, now, I, I had abnormal bleeding, but I changed my contraceptive from the pill to the implant. And I just put it down to that because you mm -hmm. do because you yeah. bleed on and off. Um, and I had I always had. Um, lower back problems but like I'm a dancer I'm, I'm a mama free I work I just put down to yeah. aches and pains and, and kind of getting old but yeah other than that I mean I literally when I sat in that chair it was the last thing I was expecting yeah. I, like never crossed my mind so yeah it, and they say it's a silent killer don't they so I I just yeah I had no I, I did have the symptoms but as women it, they kind of you know it, you have to put down to period pain and yeah 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 I, I and then it could have been it might not have been symptoms yeah. for that it could have been period pain there's so much that pains. it can be yeah exactly but i didn't i didn't go to the doctor thinking i've got i've got this symptom i wonder what that is so it mm. wasn't that bad mm. to do that so i think um as women we kind of it's so normalized now and it, and it should be that you know with sort of the contraceptives that we take and and that we change and blah 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 that we have all of these weird like discharge and bleeding and like we have pain sometimes and it's just such a normal thing those sort of things would i don't think would indicate anything to anyone like no, we all get abnormal bleeding <laughs> it's, exactly um, so um, again, back to Cancer Research's website, it says 99.8% um, of cervical cancer cases in the UK are caused by infections and 21% are caused by smoking. Oh, wow. Well, I, well I've never smoked. <laughs> and so, I mean, I, sorry, no, I was just going to say, did, did, was there any indication that you might have had an infection beforehand? No, no, not at all. So I, um, I mean, since finding out, um, I think cervical cancer can be, um, is, can be caused by HPV. Yeah. The mm -hmm. HPV virus, which I, I, I assume that I've had or I've got or, 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 you know, which I was unaware of. Um, but yeah, other than that, yeah, I, I really don't know. Really don't know. I think I'm just one of the very, very unlucky ones. And, and they can't, and they were, unable, they were unable to tell me as well, like when it's, well, it obviously started before, after my three, my smear test three years before. Yeah. But they weren't able to tell me at what period, how long it had been going on for. Mm. So I'll never know. But. Well, they've started the um, HPV vaccines at school now. Yes, um, yes, they Jade, have. I think it's like year eight, isn't it? Yeah, because Jade's had it, but I haven't. Because um, I know my mum was a bit worried because there was a lot of stuff in the news about some people having it and then having really bad problems I think there was one girl that became paralyzed after having it yeah that was so we were she was worried about it so I haven't had it but I could go to the doctors now and get it um yeah I have thought about I don't know I'm a bit I'm a bit in two minds about it really because obviously it's I've hard. Got, 
I've got people around me that haven't had it and they're fine. So it's, yeah. it's a difficult one really it is and I think it all it all depends on life experience doesn't it like like for me my children will have it no matter what they, they'll be having that so it, it yeah it depends doesn't it and it sometimes depends who you know what you know um can lead you in the direction of of the decision that you're going to make isn't it and it's, it's it's a life you know it's your own choice to make but my, my children will have it <laughs> yeah so um going back to just what we said before so when I sort of followed your journey on social media it was largely you shared a very sort of positive outlook. I remember seeing a picture of you like cartwheeling down the, um, like in the ward and stuff. And I know- Oh yeah, I think that formal operation, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like Kim, Kim, your sister was like very much like um, on that sort of side of the positive um, outlook of it. Was that a conscious decision that you made or was it something that you were like, this is the only way I can portray this right now? Um, I mean, to be honest, I am quite a positive person. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, I was determined to beat it. I wasn't going to let it, I wasn't going to let it kill me. I wasn't going to let it change the person that I am. Um, and at that point, my life had changed a little bit anyway, with regards to home life. And yeah, I didn't really, I didn't purposely think, oh, I'm going to do this in a positive way. I think that's just the way I am. I mean, yeah, I, I guess behind closed doors, it wasn't probably as I portrayed it, but then, but yeah, I, I think I'm quite a positive person and, that's just that's the way that's the way you've got to be I think in those sort of situations so you think um so do you think you were quite similar off social media as well as do you think you were just as positive because obviously a lot of people see social media as people putting their best versions of themselves out yeah there I mean no one always puts happy the neg- and yeah. you know yeah no no I, I I think yeah I was the same it's just the way I it's just the sort of person that I am yeah I'm oh, quite a positive nice. person that's such a good attitude to have. I think there's yeah. a lot of studies that show like having that having also a positive attitude does make a difference, I think. I have read yeah. about, you know, your mentality towards things makes a huge difference. So I think as well, I, I felt like, you know, looking back, I couldn't sit there and tell my children that mummy was gonna be fine and then not 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 feel believe that. It. Yeah. yeah. I had to believe that mummy was gonna be fine, mummy was gonna be here, mummy's going nowhere. So I, I couldn't yeah. then, I had to keep, I had to keep that thought. That, yeah. You know, mummy will be fine. So, you know, I, like I said, I mean, I'm very lucky to be here. Like, I generally am. So. Hmm. We're, um, as you can see, we've got eight minutes left, but that's fine. Cause I know you've got somewhere to be today, Kira. So we'll just finish I up do. with the um, last couple of questions that we've got. Did you, what, we had one question, which was, what would you, what would you say was the hardest part of the whole experience what was like the the hardest thing um I guess from from being diagnosed to finishing my treatment um I guess the hardest part for me was to be a mummy yeah and trying to be the fun mummy that I am and the fun you know the fun daughter the fun sister the fun friend and then you know we're all human. Like you have to have those times where you do think, and I, I feel awful for saying this because I wouldn't, I legitimately wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy, but I did think, why me? Like, yeah, what did yeah. I do wrong in life to have this done to me? You know, my life had changed. You know, my husband had left me the year before and I kept thinking, you know, I'm actually a nice person. Why, yeah. why was God choosing this to happen to me? But then you, you, just, you can't think like that. And and my, I do believe, I mean, I don't know why this would happen, but I do believe things happen for a reason. And, and maybe this has made me 
it's definitely made me look at life a bit differently and my yeah. purpose for being here. And actually my purpose for being here is to be here for my children yeah. Um, yeah. And, and nothing else. So, so yeah. No. I think um, I've heard before, I, I'm not necessarily religious, but I have heard it said because these things always happen to nice people. They never yeah. happen to wankers. And um, I've heard it said that like God gives hardships to the people he know can handle them. Yeah. And the people that he knows are strong enough to like soldier on kind of thing. Yeah. And also in terms of like what your purpose, why this would have happened to you, like Kira, even if it's just for me or me and Jess, like you taught me to like go for my smear test and yeah and you know maybe you were given that sort of role because you could be sort of a beacon of hope and like and and that's the thing and I think from my experience I've promised myself that if I can do anything in life that is to get more people to go to their smear test Mm -hmm. and you know and I have lots of people will message me and say well I've got my smear test built I've not had one for you know 10 years you know, I'm scared and, and I, I'll always be like, no, come on, you can do it. And people get their letter about having stuff lasered off. I mean, that's not what they call it, but that's what no. I call it. It has <laughs> it's not the scientific term. term. No. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and I'll talk through it and, and I'm there, you know, and, and I always say, you know, I'm very unlucky. You're not going to come out of that chair being diagnosed with, so you might do. Um, and that's the purpose of it, I guess, to check that's not the case. But I'm, I have to always say like I am very unlucky. And I think sometimes people can be scared to go to a smear test in case they see in case the answer they get is a diagnosis maybe yeah but it's got to be done you know like I said if I had my smear test six months later I will not be I would not be sat here yeah and what six six months (laughs) yeah it's like um we're going to do an episode on um STI screening at some point and it's like how I feel about HIV really nobody wants to go for an HIV test because you don't want the result that says you've got HIV but it's better for you to have it and be on the medication yeah than to know about it be passing it around and just getting gradually sicker so yeah I guess um we will finish by saying what happens for you now so how do you what what happens for you going forward and also what kind of message would you like to send um going forward okay so I mean for me now obviously I'm you know I'm I'm all I'm all clear um I get seen by the oncology consultant every six months Mm -hmm. forever I think I think it's it'll be an ongoing thing until maybe I might make it a year but I mean I will keep it six months mainly because there was no size like I had no symptoms before the cervical cancer so I'd rather just be seen and and all they do is I have a CT scan every six months um, to check it's you know it's not still lingering around mm-hmm. and um, that she does an internal um, and then yeah it's just nice to be you know, constantly being checked and, and to be honest you know I've had the last few weeks actually I get some worries and and think that's not normal um, and I'll just ring the uh, cancer nurse doesn't always know the answer but she'll find the answer so I'm still mm-hmm. very much being looked after um, but that's, that's just good. our major NHS isn't it so yeah, I haven't been forgotten about. And I think from what, you know, I'll never be forgotten about um, that, you know, she'll always be my consultant or, you know, I'm always on the books. So because, you know, it, it's something that you can't see. Yeah. So which makes it even scarier because, like I said, I had no inkling that yeah. I had it. Yeah. So, yeah. Jess, did you want to ask our final question? Did you, I yeah. don't know if Kira saw it on the form, but if not, she's going to have um, to wing it. We asked. <laughs> We ask all our guests to name their 
most inspirational woman, someone that they think's an amazing role model, someone that they look up, look up to? Is there anyone that famous or non-famous that anyone really stands out for you? Um, no, I did not see this on the form. <laughs> no um, one ever does. I'm going to need to change it. <laughs> no, you need to put it on the question. I've, I've got one. I've got one. So it has to be my mum. So uh, six months before I was diagnosed, she was diagnosed with breast cancer. Oh. Um, so, which is funny. No, it's not funny at all. But she and my mum had her last radiotherapy two days before I was diagnosed. Oh. Um, so, um, so mum had her breast cancer and, and she's had, you know, the all clear, she's had her operation. And then she went on to have the BRCA gene testing, mm-hmm. um, which she was positive for. Um, and then obviously me and my sister got tested. Um, my sister's uh, negative and I'm positive. Um, and from that, I had a scan in yeah. July, which then showed I had breast cancer yeah. um, in the August. So I had a lumpectomy end of August um, and I'm having a double mastectomy in four weeks time. Jesus. So, but obviously, but obviously, if my mum hadn't, mum was worried about getting the testing because I think she was scared what the answer would be. Yeah. So I thank my mum because if my mum hadn't have had the testing, I think mum sometimes blames herself, and mum don't blame yourself. You know, it's just it's just life. Um, yeah. But if if mum hadn't had the testing and I hadn't had the testing again, years down the line, I'm I'm 32 now. I would have had a mammogram at what 50. Wouldn't mm. have known. Um, yeah. And again, no side didn't feel it, didn't see it. Yeah. So, um, I mean, in four weeks' time, I'm obviously having a double mastectomy, and hopefully, my cancer journey will have ended. So, again, yeah. be here for my children. But yeah, so it is my mum. Mum, I love you. Oh, <laughs> good old Nikki. That's it. That's it. <laughs> well, um, well, we're gonna. Yeah, no, go for it, Jess. Thank you so much for coming on, and good luck with everything that you've got coming up. I hope. Oh, thank you. Really smoothly, and that is the end of all this crap. Oh yeah. That's it. And, and, and then I'll write my book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd read it 100%. <laughs> Thank you so much, Thank Kira. Thank you so much. Have a lovely day. No worries. Coming Thank on. you. And you. Bye, bye. Bye. Thanks. Bye. 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 Well, guys, thank you so much for tuning in yet again. And thank you, Kira, for being super brave and super open about everything you went through. Obviously, if you have any questions about your smear test or any concerns, we are not doctors. Kira is not a doctor, but we will be happy to point you in the right direction. Um, And also, I think generally, if anyone is worried about their smear and is wants to know anything about, you know, their fanny or or even just like like how to approach it like what do they do in the doctors you know how do they so it's always that fear of the unknown isn't it when it's something that you've never done before so yeah I will I'll totally just be open and honest about it it's it's nothing to be embarrassed about and um, more people should ask questions so if you have one um feel free to message me and if there's anything you want to ask Kira I can get in touch with her as well and answer any questions so yeah Thank you, Kira, and thank you, everybody that has tuned in to listen. We are actually going to take a little hiatus after a couple of episodes, aren't we, Jess? We're yeah, so we're thinking break. 10 episodes a season. So after that, we're going to have a little bit of a breather, have a look at what we want to do next, and hopefully come back with some more amazing guests for you guys. Mm-hmm. So this is episode eight. So we've got two more, and then we'll be taking a break. So uh, make sure that you're all caught up. And we will see you next week for our penultimate episode of season one. Remember to like, subscribe. Can you subscribe? I think you can. Yeah, you can on Spotify and Apple. 
please, share. please, please, please leave us an Apple review. That would be absolutely amazing because that's how we get more listeners and that's how we get these important stories heard. So if you do one thing today, don't, you know, don't have that evening wank or, you know, <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't expecting that. That took a turn. That <laughs> well, I just felt like saying there's something a bit spicy today. Um, yeah, if you all like, you know, you sat there picking your bum, just go and like... Sit on the toilet. Us. Just just quickly give it a share, you know, give it a like. Take exactly, and leave us an Apple review. Um, and that would be greatly appreciated. Thank you so much, everyone. We love you and we'll see you next week. Thanks, Bye. guys. Bye.